What's up, everybody? I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life, and whatever else comes up. We take a no-bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go. Go, 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 go. Don't bail on me now. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Anyways... Guys, is it 42? Happy New Year. Happy yeah. New Year. Happy oh my God, we should have had the things. New Year. No, I hate <laughs> those things. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst. It's the literal worst. Like, stop yes. making those. Every company in America, please stop making those. Yes, please. I will be using one on New Year's, though. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Someone's going to bring them and I'm going to use it. Anyway, so Happy New Year. Holy shit. It is 2022. 2022 and we are here for the year of angel numbers we're just yes it's gonna be angel numbers all the time and I'm excited yep. about it yep episode 42 yes ma'am 42 in 22 yes stop it and our anniversary is in 02 the month of February yeah 02 22 uh-huh so oh my gosh we have to do something special for two and 22 okay two Oh my gosh. I wonder if there's angel numbers for five twos. I don't, probably. I'm looking it up. Don't, because it's going to mess up our connection. (laughs) Okay, hold on a second. I'm going to just hold my breath. (laughs) (gasps) Trusting your angels. Keeping up the faith. Stop it. Done. Stop it. I'm not even reading further into it. Yeah, keeping okay. up the faith. So we're going to enter that. We're going to, so we have to record on February 22nd. When is that? I have no idea. Oh my God, this is going to be so exciting. I should probably write this down because I know you're going to forget. Tuesday, the 22nd. Maybe we should just release on that day. We could. Because <clears throat> I feel like it's going to be hard to record on a Tuesday. Those are my worst days. Longest, not worse. Yes. That's a terrible way to put that. Longest days. Anyways. Yes. So exciting, guys. New year, new you, new us. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And we're starting this year off with a fucking bang. How to cope with anxiety. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Something that we've talked about before is anxiety, dealing with anxiety, talking about kind of what anxiety looks like, how it might show up for other people. But we haven't really broken down how to deal with it. And if you're like me, and maybe you too, Steph, if you're like maybe us, I like listening to a podcast and then giving me steps. Like sure. I want, I want point A to point B. I like the fluff and the talk and all of that, but like, I really want you to be like, okay, three steps now mm-hmm. of how to do X, Y, Z of what you're going to do. So that's your ADHD. <laughs> it literally it is. is. I need no, it. it. I need it is. Cause I, yeah, I actually... will talk all day and I'll get something from it. I like, I, <laughs> that is, I have to hold these cause they'll fall off my head. It's happened too many times. So I'm not just like, Oh my God. Like, but yes, that is literally me. Like get to the fucking point. <laughs> what are we doing? How do I fix it? <laughs> And so I feel like too, sometimes like I'm just listening to the talking and I'm like, okay, and right, <laughs> get to the point. <laughs> what are you trying to say to me? So let's try. And not that we have steps because we didn't really prep on this one because we feel like we're therapists. This is a yeah, pretty we have, like, tangible tools. Yes. Right? We have tangible tools. These are, these are, this to me is something, an easy topic for us to talk yeah, about an easy one for, for sure. us to deal with. 
So I don't really have like a one through three or a, you know, set process, Mm -hmm. but there are definite things that we do to help our clients with anxiety, but also help ourselves with anxiety. So let me start this off. Steph. Yes, ma'am. What do you think is the biggest thing that creates anxiety for you? For me? Yeah. There's so much, right? I get, <laughs> what, what one? I get, um, I use the word overwhelmed a lot because mm-hmm. to me, overwhelmed encompasses my anxiety because it feels flooding sometimes, right? I don't like sure. to be late. I don't like to be rushed. I don't like to be um, pressured or like given really strict deadlines. I don't like mm-hmm. it when my house is a mess. If my day is set to be a certain way and then it's disrupted, so like my, when my structure is disrupted, it makes me anxious. So yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot. I was like, um, are we going to wrap it up? Or? <laughs> Fuck off. There's a I lot like, of we gotta, that make me anxious. I was like, we got to talk about it. Like, I mean, 30 minutes of what makes stuff anxious. Number 412 would be. <laughs> so last Thursday, <laughs> God damn it. Sometimes I feel like I'm blessed to have ADHD, honestly. Cause I'm like, la 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 la. Like, <laughs> It stresses you out for four minutes. You're like, I forgot about it. What happened? Well, it's also like the definitive factor of like, I'm not worrying about that. Next. (laughs) It gets that moment of I'm like, all right. But are there specific things that cause you to feel anxious? Airplanes. Uh, Yes, that is a fucking fact. Yes. Traveling is anxiety provoking. Airplane. No, I could, I could do the airport all day long. I could do the, the coordinating trips and things like that. You put me on an airplane and I'm like, <gasps> there's no fucking way. I'm, I'm getting anxious talking about it. Like it's, <laughs> it is the one and only thing that I'm like, Oh man, I'm sweating. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so that, and then the, I think there's like little things that like, cultivate anxiety but quickly turn to irritation sure right like and maybe that's just irritable though right so I feel like maybe that's just me dealing with anxiety instead of like oh like worrying it just turns to like shut the fuck up and get away from me which is like like you said being late Mm -hmm. deviating away from my schedule like this morning I I was late and deviated away from my schedule so I was set up to have have gas to get to where she needed (laughs) exactly and so I was set up to just floor it into negative emotions but I was thankful and I don't know if I wrote this down for my gratitudes so I might be able to use it tomorrow I did not finish my goals and gratitudes today oh my Uh god it is fucking 5 37 p.m when I get off of here I have to do that immediately that was going to be one of my gratitudes was that I hit almost every green light. And when I tell you there's probably 10 to 15 stoplights sure. from my daughter's school to my office, I hit almost every light. I was That's like, amazing. I, I felt like I was Barbie cruising in her <laughs> Malibu beach cruiser. I was like, I'm doing this. I felt so on it. And then I got to work and I had enough time to put my lunch away, to do my diffuser and to set up like my computer and my books and my stuff mm-hmm. and like get my stuff by my chair and feel ready. And I was like, okay, today's going to be a good day. Good. So like it was able to, tr- I was able to turn around, but so that, yes, there are things that make me anxious. Um, so let's talk about how 
so like, let's talk low level anxiety. Sure. So what do you think are like low level things that, um, or uh, things that create low level anxiety for you? Well, when you, um, have like OCD, there isn't a lot of low level, uh, <laughs> everything feels overwhelming. So, so let me frame it in this sense of things that are, are create anxiety and feel overwhelming, but don't push you to that point of like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Do you know what I'm I mean, saying? I think I'm pretty good at keeping it at bay, but like, for example, in yes. the morning when I'm working out, if I'm interrupted, I get very yeah. frustrated. Right. Yes. Yes. But I'm able to be like, okay, but you're a mom. That's part of your job. Like take a second, your workout's not going anywhere. Do what mm-hmm. he needs you to do or, you know, address the issue. I would okay. say something like that. So do you feel like in dealing with that anxiety, it's just you speaking to yourself? Like, it's just that kind of yes. like talking yourself off the ledge. Yes. Or even just taking a deep breath for a second. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that there are helpful statements or things that you say to yourself? Um, more so kind of talking to myself in the sense of like, you're working on not being reactionary, right? Like you're working on not being so irritable or mm-hmm. frustrated in situations. Like take a second, take a breath and then respond to him. Right. People have like people who are anxious or impulsive tend to feel like they can't take a beat before they say something. Yes, you can. It makes it like it takes a conscious effort to do that. You have to be aware in that situation. I need to take a fucking second before I open my mouth. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I feel like it goes back to the episode we just released, you know, before the new year talking about intuition where it's giving yourself that space for downtime Mm -hmm. creating that space for downtime allows this space to be able to be proactive versus reactive Mm -hmm. so allowing yourself this space to be able to think and feel just in the moment then brings you to some of these moments that cultivate these really strong emotions where you're able to take a step back and be like whoa I am feeling a lot right now let me just Mm -hmm. take a step back and see what's going on see what the root is and see if I can address this before I actually like address it with myself before I react to the other person sure does that make sense yeah so what, what would you say is one of the biggest things that makes you anxious? Uh, not like being, a high level. Not being in control of my finances. And when I say that, I don't mean my spending habits. It means how much money I'm bringing in, right? Mm-hmm. Because while that is partially in my control, it's also kind of not. And so that's very anxiety provoking to have to plan ahead or to Um, make decisions financially when it's not all cut and dry. How do you deal with that? I, well, after filing bankruptcy and realizing I need to be more responsible with my money, Mm -hmm. I keep pretty, um, not strict, but like I keep records of everything, right? So I know how much money I'm bringing in. I'll pay bills right away when I have money as opposed to waiting for when they're due. I'm like, no, I don't care. This is due on the 25th. I'm paying it on the second when I yes. have this money in my account, yes. right? Um, but I'm also working on my relationship with my money mindset in terms of not always viewing it as scarcity. Like I don't have enough. I'm never gonna be able to pay these bills, right? Because mm-hmm. here's the thing, money is energy. So if that's how you're talking to yourself, you're not going to bring in money. Mm-hmm. You're going mm-hmm. to constantly be lacking money. And so instead I just focus on calling in clients and focusing on the clients that I do have and knowing that every week I do bring in money. That's not going Mm -hmm. to change. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's also how I talk to myself about it. Do you feel like there was a turning point in the way that you speak to yourself? Uh, Yes. When do you feel like that was? In this situation in particular or just in general? Yeah. This one. Um, I would say once my business really started to 
kind of pick up and it was more consistent. Right. Mm -hmm. And the finances were like, you know, increasing and getting bigger. And I seen the change and I knew it was because I was like, no, my goal is to get X amount of clients this month. My goal is to have X amount of clients per week. And just focusing on putting my energy into that maybe like five or six months that I've consistently worked on that stuff because okay. it, that's what it is, is consistently yes. working on it. Oh my gosh. Daily. Consistency is key. Mm-hmm. Key. Showing up in whatever fashion that you can to put one foot in front of the other towards whatever goal or thing that you're working on. Consistency is absolutely key. Mm-hmm. When you're at home, like mm-hmm. does a messy house make you anxious? Yeah. Yes. Does cleaning make you feel better? I'm going to go with no. <laughs> I, there's moments. So, and there's things. So like, but like, if like on a Saturday or Sunday, when I have the actual time to clean my house, if I have my workout and my other things done, then yes, I will clean. And I love to do that. But if I don't like wake up to get my workout done and things like that, I don't have any fucking desire to do anything. Cause I, cause like, I want to take it. I have made it such a point to take care of me first sure. that if I don't do that, then I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. I have always been a stress cleaner. Yeah. So when I'm stressed out, I will clean things like yes. incessantly because guess what? That's in my control. So yes. whatever yes. is out of my control that I'm focusing on, cleaning is in my control. And then I have a visual representation of something that I did and I accomplished and it feels good. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate cleaning the bathroom. I hate yeah. it, but yes. I love a clean bathroom, right? So like the aftermath of it, I'm like, God damn it. It feels so nice to have a clean bathroom. Like it smells good. It looks nice. All the things, same thing with a clean kitchen. Like I just yes. love it. Do I love like taking apart my stovetop and cleaning it? No, but I like oh, how it no. looks. It's the whole reason I got a gas, a uh, gas, a glass electric one. Yeah. yeah. Cause there's no fucking, I, that was the bane of my existence. I was like, I'm sturdy. I don't give a fuck. Like my mom's like, you need to clean this. Like, are you, are you going to spend time cleaning it? I'll pay you. Cause I'm not doing that. I there's to me, there's more important things in life. I'm not spending sure. my time cleaning this fucking 1967 stove because it's, it, it sucks up every piece of dirt and lint and dust that there Literally. ever was. I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Yes. Meh. That's ADHD though. When sofa's anxious does it make you anxious no I get irritated same but I I also get anxious if I feel like I can't fix it so we could break this down further I get anxious when I know she's anxious about something and she leaves my space sure and she goes to her father's then I get very anxious Mm -hmm. and I distract the shit out of myself. So Mm -hmm. I don't think about it. So like that to me in those moments of where something that is so important to me that I can't help or be in partnership with. Yeah. My only coping skill in that moment is to keep myself distracted. Mm -hmm. Like leave my house to um, like, I cannot sit and just Mm -hmm. be I can't even scroll on social media because I'll just think about it. So mm-hmm. I have to like leave my house or do actions around my house to be able to keep my mind off of the fact that I'm not in control of like what she's potentially going through. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or who she's around or what is happening. Sure. What do you think is your number one way to cope with anxiety? Talking to somebody is very helpful for me when I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Maybe not initially, mm-hmm. but when I'm ready. 
Um, I do enjoy listening to podcasts or music. I enjoy cleaning. Working out is always a good stress reliever. But if I like, I don't generally wake up anxious unless there's something going on. Yeah. So I would wake up sad and then working out helps. Something that is just really fucking difficult for me. I don't, I'm not even going to pretend to know why I never was in a bad, um, bad. (laughs) What the fuck? I was never in a bad plane ride. I wasn't in a bad plane crash. I've never like there, there's been no reason to bring this sort of like trauma surrounding it. Sure. But when I did EMDR, the thought process now was because none of this really came up after until after I had a child. I was just and gonna so, say it's because you had self and the thought of you yeah. dying and leaving her alone is fucking petrifying. Yes. And so like subconsciously that's what it is. So now um I focus on what I can control, which is like my packing or like getting mm-hmm. us through security or like getting snacks or things to distract myself on the plane. But it like here's the thing you can do and set yourself up for the best ways to combat anxiety, right? I'm a therapist. I've done breathing exercises. I've done thought challenges. I, I know how to challenge this. The best way to get me on a plane is to give me a Xanax. Mm-hmm. Literally that's it. Mm-hmm. And that puts me to level. I don't pass out. I'm not like, Oh my God. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like I'm, I'm literally like, to party. To party. <laughs> like with the best of friends. Like it's, I'm not even to that level. And I wish I was right. But it's just to the point where I'm not literally, I'm not rapidly shaking my knee next or to Jeff where he's like, where he's like, well, and here, that's the thing. Like I will fucking keep it in. Like I am mm-hmm. barely, only the time I cried on the plane was, was when I didn't Seattle. There was two times and it was both Seattle when I didn't think that they would No, One was with Jeff to Belize. Maybe they were both Seattle. I feel like it was Seattle. Cause I feel like it was not with Jeff. I feel like one of them was because I thought that they wouldn't switch seats. No, that had to be, one was with Jeff, but he didn't know that I was tearing. Oh, okay. Because I didn't think that they were going to switch seats. And I was like, no, I don't think that you understand. I'll fucking die. Like, <laughs> um, basically. And then the one in Seattle was because we went down to land and we had to pull back up to circle because there was a winter like it was, it was like a winter storm, but it wasn't like bad, Yeah. but it was like, they had to, I don't know. They had to do something. And I was like, <laughs> like, was like this problem. is it. It's that was a whole fucking problem. I was like, why are we pulling back up? What are we doing? He's not saying what we're doing. What are we doing? And Stephanie was like, Mari. And I was like, I can't calm down. <laughs> it was so bad. And by then the Xanax had worn off because it's a sure. four hour flight. So I was like, <laughs> anyways, so realistically, sometimes what I'm getting at with that whole spiel is that sometimes you can do everything in your power to attempt to control the anxiety. And sometimes a medication is what is needed. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, let's break the stigma in the new year about medication. Let's discuss when it's helpful with your therapist, with your doctor, with whoever Mm -hmm. you have as a medical professional in your life, discuss that with them. Do I think that you're going to be able to go to a psychiatrist and get Xanax? No. Um, Trust me, I've tried it. And I've been like, I'll show you my flight itinerary. That is literally all I need it for one up and one down just on the plane right there and the plane ride home. So you have to understand, you got to build that connection with people have to build that relationship. There is no shame in taking a medication to be able to help a chemical imbalance in your brain. Mm -hmm. Please hear me when I say that no shame in taking a medication for whatever reason to help a chemical imbalance in your brain. You wouldn't fault yourself. If you got sick with strep or something else, your brain is an organ, just like anything else. And it gets sick. 
So paying attention to when you think that there are things in your control that you can do to work on the anxiety and also recognizing when you've done your due diligence and trying to control it. And now you need extra help. Part of my, I don't want to say like flaws or faults is being a perfectionist for so long. You want everybody to think that you keep it together and that you have it all together and you don't fucking need anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. I was prescribed Xanax when I was going through my divorce because I went to the doctor at that time. I was still on antidepressants and she's like, how, how are things going? And I just fucking burst into tears. I was sobbing in the middle of the doctor's office. And she was like, what's going on? And I told her, and she was like, do you want Xanax to like make it through work? Cause she knows that I'm a therapist and like, I have to show up for people. And I was like, I didn't want it. I was like, I, I don't know. Like maybe I've had that literal prescription in my purse for three years at this point. Like I never use the whole prescription. I will use it occasionally if I need it, but there's nothing wrong with taking it. Right. Because there was days that I would be sobbing at work between sessions because I just was overwhelmed with all the what ifs and what have you's. Cause I was very anxious. I didn't know what to do or what to expect. So in that time period, it was very necessary. Absolutely. Absolutely. And here's the other part. Like here is when we say, I can't even count the amount of times somebody has said, yeah, I've tried that. It doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Are there times that maybe I try to read a book and I'm so overwhelmed that I can't focus. So reading doesn't work for me in that moment. Sure. I don't totally fucking throw it out the window and say, I'm never fucking trying to read ever again. <clears throat> right. I just know in that moment, that's not what I need. So maybe then I turn on a playlist that fucking makes me feel like a bad bitch or brings me back to my childhood. That makes me happy. Right. You keep trying, mm-hmm. you keep trying. And you have this toolbox to pull from. So whenever you have these feelings, you can just take it from there. And the other part of anxiety, as unfucking comfortable as it is, one of the greatest skills that I feel like I have learned personally is to ride that emotion out. To know it's going to be, it's going to start here. It's going to go up. It's going to crest just like a a wave. And it's going to feel super fucking overwhelming. Like this is the worst. I never want to feel this, but guess what? it's always going to come back down and you're going to be okay. And you're going to be safe. That's how you can build that within yourself to know, okay, well, I felt this before and I was okay. Sucks for like 30 minutes. It's not pleasant, right? but I'm going to make it. I'm going to be okay. Like I have a hundred percent made it through my bad days. Yes. Like there is, there is nothing or no situation where I've stayed in that anxiety for an extended point of time. Like I've always come down from it. I think the important thing is leaning on what you are used to focus on what you are used to. So music. So if you're feeling sad or anxious, listen to some maybe upbeat, high intense energy music. Mm -hmm. You are feeling angry and rageful. Listen to calming music, doing this opposite action of, of what is showing up for you to be able to bring yourself to that next level of like calming, calming yourself down, being able to take a hot shower, take a cold shower, hold your hands under cold water. You hold ice cubes in your hand. Like there are so many different things that you can do to be able to cultivate the the first steps towards peace, right? The first steps towards decompressing my, one of my favorite coping skills to do when I'm anxious or keyed up. And like, so obviously this is a selective time when I can use it is to cook. Like Mm -hmm. I love finding a recipe on Pinterest and being able to do that. It's such a mindfulness activity that you've got to focus on getting the ingredients. You've got to focus on making it and you've got to kind of watch the time and you have to stay present the entire time. So obviously if I'm in an airport, I'm obviously not going to go fucking cook, right? Like I'm not going to be like, hold on, let me get on my Bunsen burner. Let me get my stove top from camping. Yeah. Like no, 
but I can focus on what's in my control. I can pace around the airport. I can listen to music. I can listen to a book. I can read a book. I can focus on the having conversations with the people around me. And then I can ultimately understand and radically accept again, that I think there was two episodes ago, three episodes, four episodes ish ago, radically accept that the reality is the present moment. Like what is happening right now is the present moment. And it's supposed to be here. Like there's nothing I can do to change the fact that I'm going to get on a plane to go somewhere. I can focus on the end destination and what this change is going to bring me. Sure. And so I can understand that I have to give a bit of risk to get this reward that I'm looking for, because I'll be damned if I'm going to let a, being afraid of a fucking plane ride stop me from traveling and doing from traveling. Mm-hmm. And if one of you MFers DMs me and it's like, oh, the, the statistics say, I don't need to hear that. Do you know how many times I've been told that? It's like me when you're anxious, me being like, just calm down. Yeah. Just take a deep breath. Why can't you calm down? Mm-hmm. Don't do that to me. My fear is real. I think for me, what happens is, is I just obsess over what I'm anxious about with my thoughts, right? Like I don't have any compulsions or any sort of behaviors like that, but I get obsessive thoughts that I can't seem to shake, which then feeds into my depression. And it's a whole vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. But one statement that I use with clients who I feel can handle it, because here's the thing. If somebody is in a place with their anxiety where they just can't seem to get a grasp on it and they just need somebody to assure them that they are safe, I can be that person. But for somebody who's like, I don't want to fucking feel like this anymore. Like what the fuck is going on? Making the statement of, you know, when they have a worry of like, oh my God, what if I were to die of a heart attack when I'm 50 and I'm only 30, right? No amount of you worrying about that at the age of 30 would stop it from happening at any point in time in your life. Why are you robbing yourself of the present moment, which is all you have by worrying about something that you have no fucking idea if it's even possible. And there are people that are like, dude, you're so fucking right. I'm like, I know. Yeah. Right. I'm aware. I've I've talked about this with myself, but what if, but what if you can play the, what if game for the rest of your life, you're going to be exhausted. What if a meteor leaves the fucking sky and smashes you on the way out of your session? Like literally, and you spent the last couple fucking five seconds of your life worrying about what, like, here's again, here's the thing. The present moment is exactly what it needs to be. And this is exactly what you need to focus on because that's exactly where you are. You're no other place in the present moment. Mm -hmm. And by consistent, go ahead. (laughs) I was just going to say coping looks different for everybody. Yes. If you have the ability to leave your house and go for a walk, great. If the weather is shit by you and you don't do something else, right? If you enjoy So there's listening to music, there's fidgeting, there's fucking yes. fidget rings that you can spin when you have nervous energy in your hands, right? We used to have like putty and Play-Doh everywhere at our jobs because it's something to keep your hands busy. Mm-hmm. Um, the list is literally endless, but you have to do what feels good to you. So at the end of the day, we can make all these suggestions, but if you're like, yeah, I have no desire to go hiking. I'm not an outdoor person. Why am I going to suggest going hiking? Right. And understandably so, but here's the thing, nothing changes if nothing changes. Mm -hmm. So you can sit here and say all day long, I'm not somebody who goes on hikes. Okay. Then don't. Yep. Then stay anxious Mm -hmm. because in order to get somewhere that you haven't been, you have to do things you've never done. Yep. If you've consistently been anxious your entire life, well, then I guess it's time to try something else. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. If you are sitting in that anxious energy for too long and you're allowing it to consume you, that anxious energy has nowhere to go. You have to get up and move your fucking body. You have to move it around. Otherwise yes. you will stay stuck. 
because yes. your thoughts, like your anxiety will grasp onto any thought that you have in your brain and fucking sprint with it. And yes. it will have you convinced of all these catastrophic fucking things. And why would you want to torture yourself with shit that's completely out of your control? Agreed. Mm-hmm. Try something that you have never done before and see if it helps your anxiety. Keep a log see what works, see what doesn't work. And don't be afraid to try it two, three, four, five times before being like, okay, that's not for me. Mm -hmm. Um, You can reach us at rewriting her story podcast on YouTube and Instagram. You can find Steph at spooky fit mom 13 on Instagram. You can find me at B E A underscore X O 11 on Instagram questions, concerns, comments. We would love to hear them. Please let us know if there's anything that we could talk about that would help or if there's anything that you want to discuss with us. Mm-hmm. So happy MFing new year and let's fucking kick this shit off with a fucking yes. bang by taking care of ourselves. Yes. And addressing the hard shit because that's where yes. magic happens. Yes. All right, guys. Okay. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you.